Good evening, everyone, and thanks so much for joining us for another edition of Raising Vibration Radio and Journeys into Consciousness. My name is Reverend Raven, and our other host, Tammy Lacentis, is right there. Wave, wave, Tammy. Say hi, everybody. And also, we have some uh, intriguing guests in our studio tonight. So, Tammy, want to take it away? Good evening, everyone. Happy Saturday. Tonight, we have um, the founder of the time bank, um, Dr. Edgar. Edgar, you said you wanted to go by Edgar, not Dr. right? That's fine. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, he's going to tell us about the time bank and uh, St. Pete. Sandy's become very involved with it. It's been a beautiful organization in her life, and we're just curious to hear more about it. So maybe we can just start tonight with, can you tell us what the Time Bank is, Edgar? Sure. The, the Time Bank is a way of valuing what we do for each other. We used to call it volunteering, and we used to have paid staff, and then there were the volunteers. But it was clear that nothing worked if you didn't enlist the volunteers. Uh, and so I thought, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could find a way to value their contribution and their involvement, to value the talents they brought, to engage their time and their commitment? Because if you've ever involved yourself with volunteers, if they don't show up, nothing happens. And so time banking was a way of saying, we need you, and we need you as equals, as partners, as uh, as co-workers, and as co-change agents, because you have something to tell us who think we know everything, and we need uh, we need to learn from what's happening in the field, and we need to define you not just as an audience, as a judge, but as a co-worker. And so time banking, I invented time banking as a kind of currency, because I thought volunteering didn't empower the people and didn't really adequately value their work. And so I said, why can't we create a new kind of money that values the most important thing we have, which is our slice of eternity. Each hour is all we've got is our slice of eternity. And I thought, and so people said, well, what's the price? I said, I said, that's priceless. There is no price for something that is that significant. And so, uh, and the, the IRS agreed that they couldn't figure out how to value it because we were doing th things from volunteering to babysitting to driving cars to uh, to lawyering. To, uh, and they said, no, there's there's no market. We can't give a market value to an hour of your time. I said, yes, it's priceless, and I want to make sure it's not taxed. And uh, I said, because if you tax volunteering, it will kill it. And then. It became very clear that this was reaching people whom we did not value or whom we devalued in some way. It reached out to minorities. It reached out to women. It reached out to children. It reached out to seniors. It reached out to people who are coming back from prison. It reached out to newcomers to this country who had no way of connecting. They would have to be in a community for years before anybody would accept them. But within time banking, they could be accepted within an hour as part of the extended family. And so we began to think of ourselves as creating extended families. And then people said, well, what happens if somebody uh, doesn't honor their commitment? I said, we're family. And they'll get a, they'll get a taste 
from family of what it's like to be snubbed and what it's like to be devalued. And we're, we're here because we respect each other and care for each other. And, uh, and we also know that people aren't perfect and that we'll do our very best to reunite uh, a species called human beings because uh, we're the only species with that name that I know of and, and we're supposed to be, uh, have some brains and have some ability to cope and create. So it was really an attempt to say being a human being is a very special gift. We've been given gifts of consciousness of the ability to speak and rely on each other and build something called trust. And we needed to go beyond money because money is based on scarcity. The price is high if it's scarce. It's lower if it's more abundant. It's virtually dirt cheap uh, if it's really abundant. And I thought, no, there's some things that go beyond price that are priceless. And every hour that we've been given is a slice of eternity that is priceless. And so the IRS agreed that they could not price something that was uh, uh, that, that different from anything they had looked at before. So they gave up and uh, we were able to. And then the technology really has enabled us to be with each other in a new way. We couldn't have time banking without a technology that lists what we have and it enables us to tap each other, to call on each other and to meet together. I've talked too long, but that's sort of at least an introduction to the thinking that said, we need something different from money to build community and to advance the values that we share. That is absolutely beautiful. It brought tears to my eyes. You're so passionate um, about it. I can literally feel the sincerity in your heart. That is absolutely priceless. Um, I'm curious though. So. First of all, I'm sure this turned into a lot more than, maybe not, than you originally um, conceived of. How, when did you start this? We're going back to 1980. 1980. And wow. I, and I had had a heart attack that blew away 60% of my heart. And they said, I, at best, I had two years to live. And I thought, what do you live, what do you do with the hours you have when all you've got is two hours? And that's when I thought, well, let's create a different kind of way of valuing time. Oh it's the most spring thing we have. I, I think it's. I think I lived a little bit more than two years, and uh, at 86, I'm still going strong. And joy, life is a joy. Let me say you thank you for not listening to the medical community telling you how to live your life. Just let me just say that right off the bat. Thank you. Yeah. Thank it's you very much. It's really an honor to um, meet you this evening and to have you as our guest and to, um, you know, contribute in whatever way we can and um, supporting you and getting this information out to people who may not be aware of it. Um, I don't know if maybe Edgar or someone else in our group wants to maybe explain how the time bank actually works is there somebody that would be best to answer that question i think everybody everybody <laughs> <laughs> well i would love to hear anybody's version that would like to go first to articulate it to our audience well i was wondering if all of them could answer but let's let christine answer because she's married to the guy let's let's hear her <laughs> version of the story 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think you're a Persian too, right? <laughs> yeah, you can, that can be too. interesting. <laughs> okay, so I am very, very happy to actually jump in for about 10 seconds to hand it over actually to Abby, um, to, to BJ, because in truth, every time bank, so every time bank, time banks are local entities or they can actually be, um, they're mem basically membership uh, based. So they can be local, they can be national, they can be international. And every time bank has its own sort of unique character. And so BJ, as the founder, and I'm so sorry that Sheena cannot join you, but all the people in the in the in the in the St. Pete Time Bank are together. The leadership really creates what that time bank is, and so I am really, really happy to hand over to the people who are making it happen in St. Pete because that'll be an example of one time bank and we could point to another time bank and it would be somewhat different and another time bank would be somewhat different. The basics are the same, an hour for an hour for an hour and you join and you give and you receive. But how it actually plays out in real time depends so much on the leadership. So we'll pass it over to BJ and the team. All right, so BJ, do you want to um, explain how the Time Bank in St. Pete works? She's on mute, I think. Oh, <laughs> well, I guess we will just wait for BJ to unmute. There it is, well. technical difficulty That's there. That's all right. <laughs> I get it. So um, we decided in St. Pete Time Bank that our most important um our mission, if you will, is to teach our members how to exchange goods and services without the use of cash. So it really is that simple. That's what we are doing with the community here in St. Petersburg. And Edgar talked about different principles in books that he's written, but in, in time banks all over the country, we follow five basic principles and that is assets. Everybody is an asset and has something to give. And we redefine what work is because we all know about work and nine to five and what we do. But Edgar alluded to the things that are priceless, like being kind to a neighbor mm. and um, helping somebody out that maybe can't give you anything in return. And those things that we do because we're human beings, um, but they're not valued by society. So mm. assets, redefining work, reciprocity, which means, you know, we always give and receive, not just giving all the time, give, 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 and not just receiving all the time, but doing both. So making sure that our lives in the time bank are reciprocal. And every time we do that, we build community. When I exchange with Christine, when I exchange with Donna or Deb or Sheena or Edgar or Sandy, it builds a community and a social network and this capital that then I can call on when I need it. Like, I don't know if somebody else is gonna give an example of that here in, in tonight on the show, but it creates this capital that I can bank on. And then, of course, the last core value is, um, <laughs> I went blank, trust, no, uh, respect. respect, respect, sorry, respect. The last core value is respect. And when we do all these things, you know, we get the respect of our peers and the respect of those around us. So um, 
One of the main differences is St. Bede Time Bank is that we exchange goods. A lot of time banks only exchange services, uh, but we took some um, direction from one of the larger time banks in the U.S., which is in Kent, Ohio, the Crooked River, Crooked River Alliance of Time Banks, and kind of learned after them. And we also exchange goods. And I'll tell you that during COVID, um, we actually increased our activity during COVID and lockdown because people were cleaning out closets and doing things that they usually didn't do because they were locked inside their house. And so a lot of people would be able to exchange goods as well. So I hope that answered the question. It's, it's really lovely. So if somebody was interested, like I'm becoming very, very interested, and I realize I do have some here in Richmond. So for example, if I were to go to a time bank and say, I'm interested in um, offering what services my professional, so I do a lot of different things. Would you just offer all different kinds of services? What would that look like for a brand new person that just as a result of seeing this, decides to look into St. Pete Time Bank. Oh, oh can I answer that? <laughs> so whatever you feel passionate about that you don't mind giving your time for is what you should be volunteering oh, on. The yay. Good answer, good answer. I was gonna turn it over to Donna. Donna's our education director and she does all of the orientations right now and gets this question from people all the time. Okay. Donna, you wanna- All right, great. One of the things we hear so often from new members who want to join is, gosh, I don't know what I could give to the time bank. And I explained that it can be just as simple as sitting down over a cup of coffee with someone who needs to talk. Neighborly favors, kindness. And we don't necessarily encourage people to offer something that they use in work to earn and pay their mortgage, for instance, but uh, maybe someone is a retired professional who might offer services. And sometimes maybe professionals can offer a combination of uh, time credits and cash uh, in, in receiving that in their, for their services. So there are lots of different ways to participate. And, and so that's, that answers that one. It's very interesting. Like All right, so so our next question is, and whoever wants to chime in and do this, and remember, if you're muted, you can unmute yourself down at the bottom. You see yourself now muted. But what are the core values of a time bank? Ding, ding, ding. I just gave that answer. I know. I was going to say, didn't we just go over this? No, there <laughs> were, Sandy, but there's like five there cores, right? Oh, you did. I'm sorry. Where were you? I, I was chatting. She was busy doing technical stuff. Assets. I was chatting. Re assets, redefining work, reciprocity, community or social networks, and respect. I'd like to add something about reciprocity that I cover when I do orientations. There is a value on both sides of an exchange. The reciprocity, the receiving and the giving, it happens on both sides of the exchange. Even though one person is performing a service, the other person uh, is providing time credits to that person who provided the service. So 
everybody wins in an exchange. It's, it is completely sustainable because for that reason. I'd like to add something. Um, one of the other things that, that happens when you do exchanges with other people is you're making connections. So you, you don't realize it, but when, when you're doing an exchange with somebody, whether you're the one on the receiving end or on the giving end, you are making a very important connection with that person. And sometimes you end up becoming friends with that person. And that in itself is priceless. So the time banking concept is, you know, a lot of people go, well, isn't that like bartering? No, in no way is it like bartering. Because when you're bartering, you're talking about the value of a service that someone is doing for each other. You like, as Edgar said, you cannot put a value on the time that you, that you give to a person and you spend with a person and you can't put a value on the connections that you make. That's just totally priceless. So time banking in itself is really an important social program, if you will, for lack of a better word. And Edgar, if there's something, a better way of saying it, please say it. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, the whole concept of time banking is, a, is an amazing social program because people from all walks of life gather together. And, you know, you, 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 you meet people that you, you never would have met in any other circumstance but you're meeting them when you're making these exchanges and you're connecting with them and you're, you're forming something that is totally invaluable. Yes. And it's really beautiful how you're bringing attention in a very public way to the beautiful nuances of the human condition. We need these kinds of interactions and it's very, it seems to me very um, evolutional and, in the way we're going to be moving forward. I, I, I see every single person on this panel right now as cutting edge. We're like laying the groundwork for brand new communities, brand new existences. And, um, and, and I think one of the most beautiful things I'm really, really tapping into this evening with this to a point where it's palatable, like it's my heart is feeling very, very involved in this. It's like, wow, I didn't realize this was right in my backyard. But I'm delighted, so delighted to see this. And it's really, I mean, community. So what has this done to, to St. Pete? What is the community? How have you seen changes in the community as a result of having this in your community? Is it noticeable to you? Well, um, it's actually grown the community. Yeah. Okay, that's that's the that's the important thing. And I don't live in downtown St. Pete. I live a little bit on the outskirts, mm -hmm. but I go into St. Pete a lot. And when I do go into St. Pete and I do exchanges in St. Pete, and we start talking, and they go, "Well, where do you live?" And I mention where I live. The next thing you know oh, I have a friend that lives up by you. Maybe I should get them to join the time bank. And the next thing you know, this is just expanding further and further out beyond downtown St. Pete. So you have people who are living in Clearwater and who are living in Largo who are coming into downtown St. Pete, making exchanges, meeting people, and they're making friends and making connections with other time bank members who are up in Largo and up in Clearwater, and they're making exchanges up that way. So there, it's literally expanding the community. 
and you're 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 creating something that actually becomes bigger than you would imagine it to be very organically also it's just beautiful yeah it's very nice not too long ago if i may if i may uh, add a new member uh donna you'll remember uh uh shiganori wonderful man really really wonderful man recently came to saint pete and he joined the time bank donna did an orientation with him and he had some of these acid-free boxes that you could put your photos or your cds in and he was offering up for you know for exchange and i quickly jumped on it because i was looking for something exactly like that and i went down to meet him and make the exchange and we started talking and uh, he started talking about his cat who had recently passed away and i lost a cat as well, just around the same time as him. We began talking about that. And the next thing you know, we started emailing each other, uh, like checking in on each other. How are you doing? And how are you doing? And um, another friend of mine who is a member of the Time Bank had written a book exactly about that, about when you lose a beloved pet. Mm -hmm. So I picked up the book for him and I brought it to him and he wanted to pay me for it. And I went, no. And then he wanted to give me time credits. And I said, no, it was a gift. And we've managed to make a strong connection, one, by being a member of the Time Bank and making an exchange, but also in sharing something that was important to us, which was the loss of a beloved pet. And um, it actually has helped him in not being afraid to go out and start doing other things because he realized that, you know, being by himself and trying to deal with this by himself was really not going to help him. And so I made suggestions about some events that are going on in the downtown St. Pete area that he could even volunteer for to, to make connect. And guess what? He's made some more connections. More connections. Yeah. And that in that in itself is again, as I said, it's priceless. It's it really priceless. is. It really, yeah. So Tammy, we've had a comment um, from one of our St. Pete Time Bank members who's listening on and has been a guest on this show most recently. Barb Destiny wrote. Yeah, she wrote, for instance, today I went to the Time Bank members food pantry. So we have a Time Bank member who has created a food pantry for other Time Bankers to come and get food from her because all these uh, food pantries are donating food to her. And so she, in turn, instead of letting it go to waste, is giving it out to people that are in the Time Bank. And uh, anyway, she went there to go get food from her and they used the food to make a casserole for a friend who just lost their husband. It was a win-win for everyone. Isn't that beautiful? I, I am just like so delighted to, to have this show and be a part of this tonight, Sandy. I don't know why it's taken me this long to really finally get the concept of this. Sandy has gone. I tried to tell you. About this. Um, for for over a year, I've heard quite a bit about the time, and I thought, oh, that that's really wonderful. But I I have to say, I always thought the concept was was beautiful, but I didn't get the heart of it the way I have been able to get it very very quickly tonight. And I'm ecstatic that we're going to be able to share this with as many people as possible. Um, it's really beautiful, and I, it's, it still just seems very you know cutting edge and evolutional to me. Like we're going in different directions or a lot of us are genuinely trying to and seeing human beings as, um, as Edgar said, we, we, we 
are valuable. We all are valuable. We all have something to bring to the table. And when we work in union, it's just better. You know, I mean, we have a better quality of life. The connections, we're not as isolated. We don't have to use money for everything. I, I think it's all beautiful and exactly where I want to see humanity go and will give every drop of my effort um, and focus to creating on some level that change that I want to see in the world. And it just makes me so happy to have you all here tonight, sharing this with all of our listeners. Um, Could I say something to this, Tammy? Because yes, go right ahead. Uh, thank you. Because I really want to honor what BJ and all of you have done at, at St. Pete Time Bank, because um, it does call for people to step up. You know, um, you just heard a story about um, helping and um, with the with the cat and um, joining with somebody that took stepping up and really doing time bank. Um, it's so it's such a lovely idea. It's easy to kind of rest in the idea and then actually not do the stepping up. And one of the things that BJ did from the very, very, very beginning is she said, if you want to be a part of this time bank you have to step up and maybe you guys could talk a little bit a bit about that because it's such an important aspect of the time banking the idea is so endearing <laughs> that a lot of people can say wow i love the idea and then sign up and then kind of well life is busy i'm busy and bj would say they have to step up it's got to be fun and they have to step up so I'm going to just pass to you guys about that stepping up piece. Yes, please. You know, there's there's a lot of, and, and not that any time bank is, they're all different. Each time bank is different than the other time bank with the things that they focus on or, or what their missions are. But I felt strongly that we needed to be active and that's where the stepping up comes from. And so we said, you know, it's fine if you want to be a member of the time bank, but if you don't do exchanges every so often, then we'll just kind of turn off the light switch. Cause like we don't walk out of a room when we're done with the room or the building and leave the lights on. So we had decided that in St. Pete Time Bank, if you didn't do an exchange in a certain period of time, that we just turn the switch off. You can turn it back on anytime you come back in the room, but we expect things to happen. And that's happened pretty naturally, I think, mm -hmm. with the group of people that we have um, attracted in St. Pete. We decided, Deb alluded to it, we um, decided to be hyper-local, um, there's a lot of time banks that cover a large geographical area and we decided we were going to be local to St. Pete and yeah, Gulfport and, you know, some of the beaches, but we find people even in Largo at the lower end of Largo or Seminole, or even like up by where Deb lives, that's a long way away, <laughs> you know? And so we wanted to be, my, my thought process was if we get a hurricane and all the bridges are down. I better be able to bike to a time banker's house, you know? And the, okay. so we've created these little microcosms uh -huh. of hyper-local and, and that's kind of where that whole thing came from. Excellent. I like that. Okay. Makes sense. 
Well, I'm just going to say here, BJ, even though I haven't reported stuff on the time bank, I have been helping people in the community. I just, you know, I thought they were going to report the time and I'm guilty of not doing it. So don't oh, think I wasn't girl, active. We're going gi to give you demerits. <laughs> I know I'm guilty of it. I'll go help people, but I don't go reporting it. So I've got to learn how to do that. Yeah. We, I mean, we I know how do to do it. Yeah, we all do okay, that. Y'all have we lost all... me. So, so okay. okay. So this is a this is a really good time for me to chime in because I just got lost. So, so Sandy, you're saying you're active and you're not reporting to the time bank. So then they don't have and they can't see that you're active and they might just shut the lights off. Is that what? Very okay. correct. Yes. Okay. So how does one report their activity? Donna, Deb. <laughs> well, we have we have this lovely website, and uh -huh. and you can use that website to record exchanges. And we really want you to record the exchanges, but you should you should agree with the person with whom you're doing the exchange who's going to record it, and then make sure it gets recorded. So, yeah. <laughs> I'll That's be the problem. You, Sandy, with recording those exchanges. We'll just talk later, okay? Yes, yes, we will. <laughs> yes, and, we will. And the reason the reason that's important is so. Well, number one, it it it's a, that's all we're doing is recording exchanges. I'm not paying you a time credit. I'm not paying you a time dollar. I'm just going in a software and saying this is what happened today between me and. Deb, or this is what happened today between me and Chris, um, because there was no value in that. It's just a recording of the work that was done. So if we don't record it, it didn't happen. Yeah, and That's there's immense value in being able to look back and, right. and actually see the growth and then be able to share the experiences in hindsight with others. Which I, I do regularly on the Facebook page. I always post and I'm like, oh my God, guys, we're up to 12. This is the year, this is the end of a funding uh, that we received from the Foundation for a Healthy St. Petersburg. So I'm working, we got a capacity building grant from them in November of 2019. And so I'm working on my final report. So I did a lot of looking back. And I remember I, I ran across the exchange that said, oh, my God, we broke 100 exchanges. I thought we'll never get to 100. And what are we now, Deb, 13,000 something? I mean, oh, it was, was 12,000 something the last time I looked, yes. Yeah, in six so years. Beautiful. And Yay. so if people, you know, don't record them, we don't know that it happened. It's not that well, it yeah. didn't happen, but... We don't and know that's that it happened. Also really important to note right here too in recording if you're if you're applying for grants. Yes. Then it is critical to to the well-being and support of the time yep. bank in getting these grants to have this stuff documented. Right? Very definitely because I pulled yeah. all of the all of yeah. the exchanges that happened since we got the grant. And I found out that 70% of our, our um, exchanges were in community, go figure, you know, community. And there was three different categories and they created 70% of all the exchanges that happened. And if they don't get recorded, we don't know about them and we can't report on them. So what does, you know, what so does that then, mean they were in community? So, so we, have, we have different categories in the software okay. and our software is provided by Time Banks Org 
which um, Edgar founded that organization and provides software. And so we documented in there and it comes with certain categories. And so if you go to the website, stpetimebank.org, you'll see the different categories that are there. And when you do an exchange, you choose which category it's in, or you've put out a service ad, if you will, like a little advertisement in the newspaper, and it's connected to a particular category. And some of our biggest categories are ones that are community um, oriented. Can you give me an example of a community oriented? I'm trying to. Um, I'm trying. Community to activities would be like what, what Community activities would be like what Barb and Sandy talked about today. Um, there's a member that has a food pantry. Okay. That's a community activity. Okay. So, that, okay. That so makes sense. one I'm member went over and picked up food. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Composting. Composting is another community activity. There's a there's a church that gives away a lot of food and they have huge amounts of compost. We have time bankers who go and, and take truckfuls and then distribute it to different members. So that's not me and Donna doing an exchange or me and Deb doing an exchange. That's the community is benefiting from the work that they do. And we also have organizational members and they can accrue uh, uh, volunteer hours and pay time credits for volunteer hours for those organizations. We try not to use the word volunteer, actually, because you're earning something when you're doing these things for other mm -hmm. people. So uh, nonprofit organizations are a wonderful um, aspect of our, our membership. So, so going back to the volunteer and, and time banking and, and having a bank where we collect time, what do you call that? Is that some type of, of pie-in-the-sky-topia economy system that we're trying to create here? Can somebody explain exactly what that is? Well, I would say that we're building an economy that already exists, but we're strengthening it. There has always been an economy of raising children, of taking care of the elderly, of turning out for town meetings, of civic improvement. But it's always been dismissed as volunteering, or that's nice. But the notion that as, and we're learning it as, the, as we deal with global warming, that we better preserve the globe and we better preserve the neighborhoods because that's part of the ecosphere that our species lives in. And that if we don't work to preserve it and nurture it and sustain it, it won't be there for our kids and their kids. And that's particularly critical as newcomers come in, as people come in from other countries, as uh, the older people may, uh, may stay, but younger people are coming in. And the whole question of how you build trust between strangers whether they're from a different nationality or a different age or a different ethnicity. What time banking does is it immediately shortens the time. Trust starts with the first transaction. And, it, and so the notion that you can tr build trust between strangers does not take a year or five years. It takes maybe 30 minutes and a transaction and a coming together in a potluck meeting where you all share food and, and bring the food that you know how to prepare. It's a, it's, a, it's a community building endeavor that says we're here for each other 
and we, we've got to keep building community. And it changes, the contours of that community change as the people change. And so it's not, it doesn't fit into any one box. Uh, it's more a matter of how do you expand trust and how do you activate trust? It's beautiful. It's funny, you know, I think about in my own lifetime, you know, I'm just over 50. And I remember, as I'm sure most of us here, you know, when I was a little kid, we actually used to know our neighbors a lot more than we do today, right? And like, we joke my um, my age group or a little older about, you know, once upon a time, you could borrow a cup of sugar from the neighbor and you could let all of the kids in the neighborhood just run around, you know? I mean, my time to come home when I was a child was, you know, when the streetlights came on and there was no particular adult that was responsible for making sure we didn't all die, meaning all the neighborhood kids. But anybody's mother could yell at us and it would stop us in our tracks and anybody's mother could send us home. Like you could be walking down the street and, you know, Mrs. So-and-so could say, y'all are being bad or whatever. All of you go home right now. And everybody would just go home. That's gone. And I love this because, you know, I've been trying, you don't realize, you know, at 51, I, I didn't realize what a blessing. And I grew up in a, in a pretty not wonderful childhood, but that neighborhood and that mentality helped me a lot. And I didn't realize until I got older and saw that it didn't really exist anymore. Then I started noticing going, something's wrong. We don't know our neighbors anymore. We Something is, there's a breakdown going on that just does not feel right. And when I, ever since we've engaged in this um, show this evening, it has lit that part of me up of like, yes, this is what we want. We, we need to continue to feed this and we need, I, I just love it. So thank you again. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean to be so excited about this, but I really, really am. <laughs> Sandy, I know you're getting a kick out of this. My girlfriend's got to be like, Tammy, I've been trying to tell you about this, but I really honestly did not get it until tonight. I feel like a failure in communication, Tammy. So thank you. And I thought that was my strong suit. So I'm so sorry. No, no, sweetie, because you have gone on, and she really has. Um, but that happens. That happens to a lot really of people. But it really did not germinate inside my heart until I started really hearing the story yeah. um, and and feeling my way. You know, I'm a very feely kind of person. I have to feel my way into things, and I mean, it's just been it's beautiful. And that happens to that happens to a lot of people, especially yeah. in St. Pete Time Bank. I asked a question the other day on Facebook: What caused you to join? Why did you join? Because yeah. I wanted some marketing material. I want to quote these people and say, I, you know, why do people join St. Pete Time Bank? And then their their responses and how long they've been a member. And somebody said, our, our Facebook group used to be open to the public. And because I thought a forward-facing face group would be good where people like you could come in and look and see what was going on. And then the members decided they wanted it closed down. But when it was open, this one gal was in there for a year. And she said, I stalked you on Facebook and watched everything that was happening for a year. And then seeing I couldn't step in and help with the things that were going on until she became a member. 
because you can't you can't record something in an account that's not there you know so and then another woman a lot of her friends were in the time bank she said this person that person they kept on saying so it wasn't just you sandy talking to tammy <laughs> it was like four <laughs> and five people in the time bank <laughs> talking to her and she finally uh, she had everybody come over and help in the backyard and this is one of my favorite quotes and and i'll leave the name out of it because we are on radio but um she said saint pete time bank gave me back my happy place mm. and it was in her yard a gazebo ah. and flowers and they put down pavers and a lot of people <laughs> went and did this big thing in her backyard and so now she has her happy place back. And so, and that took a year. So I mean, that's her happy place. I just, you know, that is priceless for some, yes. you know, that's her place where she can go and be contemplative or just be peaceful or whatever that is for her. And the absence yes. of that, I'm sure was disturbing. And then imagine people coming together, the community involved in that and bringing back a person's happy space. I mean, and there again, were some people that were I'm not time banked. There the you go. I know I am. I'm just gonna, it's just going to happen. <laughs> there were people that were not time bankers, but she kept on hearing time bank, time bank, St. Pete time bank, St. Pete time bank. And yeah. then so she said, let me try. And, and that's one of my favorite quotes. St. Pete time bank gave me back my happy place. Great. Uh, and the compassion with the with the cat and the animal, you know, this is just very nice. So Tammy, uh, Edgar, before creating the Time Bank, had a, a long life passion of creating social justice for all. So I wanted him to kind of explain what that looked like for him in the beginning. Oh, please. Well, I, I started as Robert Kennedy's speechwriter when he was Attorney General. And my job was really on civil rights uh, and, um, and the 63-64 acts that uh, prohibited discrimination. Mm. Uh, and uh, I just felt as we passed more laws, we might get individuals to stop doing bad things, but we were not creating trust. We were not really celebrating what extraordinary people there were in these different communities. And it was uh, my, and so it was a matter of how do you bridge the lines? How do you find a way that doesn't feel phony to bring white and black and Hispanic together as just a sort of, a sort of a ritual celebration, but not as a way of saying, we're all here to build community. We have kids, we have elders, we have, the environment to protect, we have community to protect, and we need to find a way to be together. And so that came out of uh, originally my work with Robert Kennedy, and then in the, in the uh, War on Poverty, I was the uh, assistant to Sergeant Shriver, and we tried to build community. But it was clear that the money to build community was never enough, because it, you couldn't hire everybody to build community. So I thought, why can't we create a different kind of currency that rewards and particularly enables people? We don't know each other. We don't know what each other can do. Uh, we don't know each other's past. Isn't there a way we can create a way that we can get to know each other and trust each other and, try and reach out to strangers? Because none of us know even the people who live next door to us most of the time. But the idea that there was a way of doing that 
and that the bottom line was because you were leaving digital footprints when you were doing that, the bottom line was you could trust people if you knew where they were and if you could get to them through their digital pathway, then people, and in 30, in more than 30 years now, we haven't seen a single act of distrust. We haven't seen a single uh, wow. uh, theft of somebody going into somebody's house and stealing their stuff. We haven't seen it abused because the leaving of the footprints, the digital footprints you leave, seem to create a code of ethics that say, we're here for each other and we're like family and family remembers. So don't screw up because the whole family will know. And there's a digital memory bank that, 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 that will tell the whole story if you do mess up. So it's been one of those things where uh, I just think it brings out, it rewards the best in us and it make, makes it easy to trust a stranger because they're no longer a stranger. They're part of a community. Well, I've got a second part to that question. Has your dream fully come true? <laughs> no, uh, because it hasn't spread. We know that the elderly are still isolated. We know that teenagers uh, don't have ways to connect. We know there are families, particularly those with women, uh, overseeing families of four and five children who don't connect with others to make an extended family. So we've done, excuse me, a lousy job of marketing. The, story, <laughs> the stories that, that come from any talk with any time banker are heartwarming. They're always about, this brought out the best in me. This rewarded me for something that my job didn't reward me for. This enabled me uh, to fulfill my dreams of making a difference in the world. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, we've, done a, we've done a poor job on sharing. I'm thrilled with, the, with this sharing because we need so badly to get word out that it's possible, that we have the power to create a very different kind of world. And it doesn't, it's not gonna take a new election. It's not gonna take anything other than groups like this coming together. And one of the lo lovely things is when we have had national conferences and even international conferences, there's an immediate connect. There's no problem, oh, you're from England, you're from Scotland, you're from this neighborhood. No, we're all, the, the understanding is, we're all here sharing a common dream. We all can be trusted. We all can even share uh, what our hopes are and what and, and and what's worked for us, and even what's not worked for us. But so it's it, it's really a very special kind of coming together, saying, "Can't we bring out? Can't we be the best we can be?" I love that. Absolutely. Yeah, well, we have a comment, Tammy. We got a comment from Rita Cromwell Cobbs. Uh, she's with the uh, Tampa Bay Time Bank, which is across the pond from us here in St. Petersburg, across the bay. But she's saying she's really enjoying this, and thank you for sharing this. So thanks thank for you coming. For thanks for coming to listen, Rita. Yeah, glad yeah. to have you with us, Rita. Thank you. St. Pete Time thank Bank you. would not be here without Tampa Bay Time Bank. Awesome. That's where that's where I got my start. So and, and Rita's wow. doing a lot of co uh, coordinating with Tampa Bay Time Bank right now. So glad to have you here, Rita. And I want to know where the Time Bank's org comes into this. Is that like an international time bank you joined, or is that just the organizational head of all the time banks? What what is that exactly? Chris, you may want to answer that. Uh... Yeah, I, I I'll jump in with that one. 
So actually, I'll do a little bit of history as well, because I joined Edgar in 1999. And when I came, um, there were, um, time banks had been sort of, there'd been a massive flourish when they were first introduced. And then honestly, nearly all of them just died on the vine. And there were only about 30 left. And I said, there were 100 listed, and I called them all up. And there were about 30 left. And actually, there are about 15 really solid time banks. And that was actually just before Edgar wrote No More Throwaway People. The um, I'm sorry, yes, No More Throwaway People, the co-production imperative. And in that was where he laid out the first the four core values, and then we added respect to that. And the role of time, it was then called the Time Dollar Institute, then it became Time Banks USA, and now it's timebanks.org. And our role was to actually take this beautiful idea, because we had proof of concept, because even though it had shrunk down to so few, those few were doing an amazing stuff, transformative stuff. It was amazing. So actually, Edgar and I, we went around the country. We went and visited time banks. We went and spoke to business leaders, nonprofit leaders, foundation leaders. And we said, hey, you know, we've got this, there's this thing going here. There's this kind of funny money and people are building community with it. And when it works, it's absolutely beautiful. But we need to go to scale. How can we go to scale? And it was extraordinary because nobody had an idea. They would go, even the, you know, the best and brightest of business people, the best and brightest of foundation leaders and so forth, they would just go, hmm, that is entirely new. We don't know. And so we came back, actually, and said, well, nobody has an idea. We just have to kind of, it's about a bit like climbing the North Face for the first time. You look for little ledges to hang on to. And so we started just working and working and working and working this. And we sort of found ledges. Um, what happened was a lot of people in the community, like BJ, like the team here, started discovering what works. And it wasn't even that it was best practices because what works in one place may not work in another place. But we were getting this dialogue going about what works. And so we hosted a bunch of international time bank conferences and they were amazing i mean people came in from around the world talk 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 about what worked and we haven't actually had a conference we've just not had a conference since 214 and we need to start them up again because if perhaps we can do them virtually because they are amazing that's really what timebanks.org is all about is encouraging that talk of what works. And so actually this radio program today is an absolutely beautiful example of that. And we really, really need to do more and more and more of just that sharing of what works. So that's what, and I'll say one more thing, which was for the longest time, we were the sole and only hub. But now there are so many other hubs. We're one of many hubs. We're an important hub still. But our goal was not to be the one central hub. It was always for there to be many hubs. And so there's hubs internationally. There's sort of regional hubs emerging around the country. And that's that's all. 
Um, uh, just one last thing I want to add. So a few weeks ago, um, the, the Spanish-speaking world of time banking hosted a Zoom call that was for Spain, Peru, Colombia, and New Zealand, four countries. And it was so wonderful. They all came on from these different countries, and they were sharing what worked. So, you know, that's that's been our role is to sort of inspire that. That's been our role. Wow. So you guys are really promoting one language for the whole world. Love. Yes, that's such a I love language. it. So <laughs> I just I want to chime in real quick. Um, so I'm going to go and become a member here in Richmond. And Edgar and all of you, I would love for us all to get back together in a couple of months, Sandy, with both. Wow. What a and the Richmond Time Bank. Sandy, how you feel about that? I'm totally digging it. Yeah, I, I really I, love I the Bible. It's only if BJ is going to come back, though, because I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I'm kind of filling in for BJ while we find a, a permanent, well, whatever. You know, I'm going to step in and try to fill BJ's shoes for a couple of years. I don't know if I can, but at least I know she's going to be there. I'm going to love you and support you to do that to the best. And you got Sandra. I so now understand why you are so enamored with this. I mean, I cannot begin to tell you guys how enamored Sandy has been the last year. And again, you know, we do have... um a little few miles between us. So it wasn't like I could just swing over and go check out what she was talking about. But um, this is amazing. And I'm so excited to go find out what's going on in Richmond and how I can help support it right well, here in my local community. Tammy, you were down here when the first bit of food was coming over here yeah. from the St. Pete time. But Tammy drove down overnight when Cecil passed away to be with me to mm. show love and support. Yeah. So there yeah. is a, a United States time bank kind of thing going on there too. The love of support. I wasn't alone. And I want you to know to have the backing of a community when you've lost a loved one is such a priceless thing to have in your life to know that you're not alone there was no judgment just people loving you and supporting you and holding space for you while you were going through such a difficult time whenever we you know whenever somebody's grieving and i found that during the COVID, when we were doing the COVID calls i don't know what other time banks were doing it but bj organized for us to call each other during the COVID outbreak yeah, And it was beautiful and people were calling and checking each other out and helping each other. It was so beautiful. Mm. Thank we you. Had, we had people grocery, we had people grocery shopping and mm. people who couldn't get out. And um, it, it was really wonderful. And during a period of when we were all so unsure of what this COVID was going to look like. I mean, if we can go back to a year and a half ago and look at today, we didn't have a clue. You know what I mean? We were just all, <laughs> overwhelmed and and a little frightened by what was happening in our world and and um it was a way to do what time banks do which is reach out you know and we I took know. specifically take a moment and just go wow guys wait a minute i just want to take a moment because we didn't know right but look where we are now yeah. do you yeah. see this this is yeah. amazing like 
as a result of everybody not knowing where they were. Um, I think it's really neat how, um, even though I'm no good with this technology thing, I thank you, thank you, thank you, Sandy. Um, it's really quite amazing how we all learned how to unite, right? So globally, we had this thing going on, but we also learned how to unite globally during that period, which is going to be very, very powerful for community stuff like this. I mean, I really do see a change coming. I mean, where things like this are creating the future and it's um, quite beautiful compared to where we seem to have gotten in the past. I don't know how many years. There's some things that have gotten worse or better or whatever, but this is just amazing and very humane. I love it. So Sheila can't be with us tonight because of Sheena. technical difficulties. Gina. I want to call her Sheila. I don't know. Don't I'm call sorry. her Sheila. She's our <laughs> no, Sheena. 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 She's our Sheena. And we are incomplete without her. I, we are. So who's going to talk about youth time banking for us? Mm. We do need to get that message out here tonight while we have such a captive audience out here. Anybody yeah. want to open up that can of worms and talk about it for a minute? Deb, you've been doing an awful lot with the with the grants and stuff. Do you wanna do you wanna pipe in? I don't know what I can say because Sheena really is it. She's she, unbelievable. She's I mean, she's just making connections with so many youth groups. But the the idea of the youth time bank came up, um, BJ and Sheena kind of brainstormed together on that. And they thought about the, you know, time banking is really, really going well. What about these young kids? I mean, these these young kids that um, that are in St. Pete, well, how can we work with them to build connections with them and get them to do things to earn time credits? Simple things, taking out the garbage for their for their for their parents. Um, checking in on the next door neighbor or maybe going to the store and picking up a couple of things for the next door neighbor, helping their, their younger brother or sister with homework, that kind of thing. Uh, reading to their younger siblings, just things that they would normally do anyway, but now they're earning time credits for it. And so we, we, we kind of started working on this whole time, the youth time bank program. And it was going pretty well. I don't recall how many we signed up, but um, BJ, please correct me if I'm wrong, but if, if I recall correctly, it was around February of this year when we had a gathering and uh, we did an unveiling of a little free, little free library. And um, the kids that, the, the youth that were involved in the program that earned the time credits, uh, we had a whole bunch of wonderful gimmies that I got from AARP here in Tampa Bay. I used to work for them and I'm still a volunteer for them. And so my connection at the AARP office, they had these gimmies and we, I grabbed a whole mess and <laughs> we gave them to the, to the kids and their, their parents. And for completing the, the, um, was it 50? Season, hours, the season, the yeah. Season, which, uh, we gave them a $50 gift card. Oh. And one of the things that I noticed um, when we were doing this was the look on their faces, mm -hmm. uh, especially when, you know, they got the, the gift card. Uh, there was, there was, 
you know, joy, surprise that they were get, they were getting this recognition. And I think that was the most important thing was the recognition that they were getting. And, um, and some of them were valued. Like right. Some of them were a little shy and didn't want to speak, but yeah. then they, they they did get up and they spoke and they talked about, you know, what it meant to them and uh, the things that they did. And it really, I think, I, if anything, I think what it did was it showed them that they too are valued, you know, as as young people, just the just doing something as basic as taking out the garbage for their folks had value, you know. So that was important. And so we, we're working on a lot of trying to find some grants to further the youth program. And I've been doing I do a lot want of to research. give a little bit of a I want to give a little bit of a backstory here because I have to give credit where credit is due. Um, go ahead, Donna. I, I, was, you're on, you're on I, I wanted to expand a little bit on Sheena and her background because she was such a perfect fit for expanding yes. our time bank into the youth community because for years and years, she has been teaching financial literacy to children. And uh, she has a background both in banking and in education. And, and she's just a whirlwind of activity <laughs> and excitement. And it, it, so time banking with the youth was a perfect fit with her. Uh, and take ahead. it away, BJ. <laughs> so remember, um, when, when we were talking about marketing and everything. So uh, I've gone over with Sandy, like our org chart and the way that we see this whole thing working. And, and sometimes when you're getting people that volunteer or that aren't getting paid federal dollars to do something, they don't always show up. And so for six years or at the time, it was like five years, I was like, I just want somebody to run social media. Can somebody <laughs> please just do just do social media and it didn't happen and it didn't happen so one night at like 10 o'clock at night I went and made a St. Pete Time Bank it's Instagram account I'm like I'll just do it myself right and so I got I got onto Instagram and I'm looking around and I found this thing called YTBNJ and I'm like YTB, TB Time Bank, YTB, NJ, New Jersey. And so I started looking at what they were doing and they had this extensive youth program. And so I, I hooked up on the instant messenger that they have in, in, um, in Instagram. And this is the way I remember it. Jerome Scriptunus might tell the story just a little bit differently. But so we made an arrangement to talk on the phone. I was on my way to somewhere and I'm on the phone for about an hour before I go to another appointment. And when I got done listening to Jerome, I said, okay, am I going to do this on my own? Learn with everything you've just given me in the last hour. Am I going to do this on my own? Or we going to collaborate. And he's like, collaborate, let's collaborate because he was already collaborating with uh, somebody in Jamaica and um, other locations. And he has just been a spearhead of information and a fountain of technology for us mm -hmm. and any way that he can help. He's been there. And it was his concept because they worked in the mental health field. They worked with um, youth that had both mental health and behavioral uh, challenges. And so he was in the medical direct care service. 
and they got some poor grades because they have to do reports and all of that. And he could tell the story so much better than I can, but they got poor grades and he had read Edgar's book and he had visited Edgar and Christine way back, I don't know how many years ago. And he had this concept of youth time banking. And so he said, what would happen if we took the youth and we had them do you know, he references it at community service, not in a punitive type of way, but mm -hmm. how about if they did different things like that and got credit for them? And so I was just elated that that was a story Sheena was on already with the background with the youth. And it just, it went off like firecrackers. You know, right now we, we have a open season, if you will, that we're trying to get youth involved. And so anybody can go to stpetimebank.org and look for the youth time bank part um, and or send an email to uh, stpetimebank at gmail and we'll make sure that Sheena gets it um, and get them signed up and involved because she has room for youth right now to do this and to be valued for who they are as human beings. Because if we don't value our youth, we're in trouble. We are in trouble. And so, but I had to give credit to Jerome because it was a fantastic program. I would, I would add to that for years, we used time banking to run a diversion program for youth who got arrested. And rather than having them charged with a crime, they were, they, they, a, a group of youth would sentence them to community service. And then once they had done that community service hours, mm -hmm. they earned additional hours, which enabled their families to get food from the food bank. And it was an extraordinary, uh, and the recidivism rate for kids who went through the youth court, the recidivism rate in DC, national was about 34% a year would be back in the system within a, a, a couple of years. The recidivism rate for kids who went into time banking was 6%. Wow. And Isn't that amazing? So, yeah. so we know that enabling kids to feel that they matter, that they can help seniors with shopping, that they can do, that they can do gardening. And they bring value. And that they can mentor each other and tutor yeah. each other and have homework clubs, yeah. <laughs> So, and, and we really are, we really are missing, yeah, we really are missing Sheena not being here with her technical difficulties. Tonight. Well, it's Sheena just, is just going to have to be present for our next get together. There we go. A couple of go. months because we'll get her going. it'll be really, really nice. Um, well, we're thrilled to be with you today. Yeah, I'm thrilled to be here with y'all and to, um, getting the fever if you will <laughs> you know i don't believe in accidents so i got the fever right when i was supposed to get it there you go it does seem a little delayed that's <laughs> how sandy really did do an exceptionally good job raving about this but it didn't um the infectious bite didn't really hit me until tonight so it's really wonderful Tommy. Oh, could, could I just say something to that? Yes. Um, you're so, um, BJ said earlier that you're not alone. And you're so not alone in this because we've kind of divided the world up into those who work and those who volunteer and those who receive the, the goodness of those who volunteer. But those who act are usually people working or volunteering. 
And then comes along this funny kind of in-between space where you actually earn time credits for helping other people. It's like, what is that? And that's how people often respond. So it really does take um, meeting people who've done it and experienced it and tasted the kind of magic of it to say, oh, it's that. So, uh, yeah, it's it's very, very common for people to kind of just not get it. Nice. And, and it's funny because it's the very, very thing I would think that I would get. You know, I'm um, very interested in procreating all kinds of community mm. you know, and, um, and believing and supporting the whole notion that it really does take a village to raise mm. a child. And I couldn't yes. agree more that we have got to pay attention to our youth. I mean, seriously. And I, you know, at the very beginning when you while discussing um, the youth program and I heard somebody say, you know, doing the things you do anyways, like reading your sibling a book or something like that. I immediately felt this is a beautiful thing for that child and the parent, the parent to recognize that that child is kind of co-parenting, you know, they're doing things that are bringing value and teaching that they've already, the, the whole dynamic of it. And for the child who's reading to realize this brings value. You're not just reading your little brother a book because your mother told you to. You are an instrumental part of your sibling learning and its first development and how priceless that is. I mean, and to bring awareness to things like that all the time and be able to have open communication about it. That's the cutting edge stuff that's different that I see going on in the world right now is us becoming really vulnerable and putting ourselves out there. And and I know I genuinely, and I believe many, many others in the world want to do that. They, they we, we want to have more community. We crave it. But there um, definitely is a lack of structure to support that as we've gotten so far away from our natural roots of it. And this is just beautiful. I, I'm, I'm shocked that I'm just finding out, but I'm ecstatic and I'm going to babble on about it as much as possible. So anyway, Sandy, um, I'm going to be quiet and see what you have to say. Well, I just want you guys to know after the show, I will send you guys a copy of this video that's being made, that's streaming live on YouTube in two different places and on Facebook in two different, actually three different places. But the, if you want to get your message out, share this video yeah. on your sites so that people that visit your sites from our links can replay this and really feel the heart of the matter of the message that's coming here tonight. I encourage you to share this and get it out there. And you people that are listening on Facebook tonight, all our wonderful listeners and, and the ones on YouTube, to continue to share it, you know, in your area too as well so we can get the message out. It just takes one of us to continue to keep going and going and going. Yeah, and it's a great way to help people help people. You know, um, please, you all, 
use the video and share it. And, and like Sandy just said, everyone else, please share it because how wonderful of a resource is this, that these are probably right in our communities and we don't even know that they're there, you know? And if there's, if there's not a time bank in your area and you're not around here, then timebanks.org can help you get started up with one yeah. and show you things to do to get one going. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to encourage people to have, uh, Edgar's dreams come true to the max. Absolutely. I want his dreams to come true to fruition and, and anything that we can do to help that because it's a beautiful dream. It's the best dream I've heard of in a long time. So thank you for sharing with us tonight. It really means the world to us here, but we're not done yet. I just wanted to say yeah. that just to let you guys know, but so how do people, uh, so they got to look in their community. How do they join a time bank? What's the best way for them to join? Well, Chris, you've put together a process of launching a time bank that uh, they want that we can share. So the, there's two routes, really. One is to look and see if there is a time bank in your area, just like Tammy did, because yeah. that's the, the easy way to get in. But there's... A zillion places true still, and you know, asked if Edgar's dream had come to pass yet, and he said not yet. Um, zillion places where if his dream did come to pass, there would be a time. Would be, yes. And it takes, it does take a little team. I mean, BJ was extraordinary because she stepped forward sort of solo and got it going. But BJ, I know you will agree with me, a team is needed. Really, you need a team to get a a time bank up and running. Most people do. And um, BJ had already had some experience with the Tampa Bay time bank, as she explained. If you're starting afresh, you want a team because it's challenging, actually, to put a new time bank into effect because you have to get people around to try out this funny thing. I mean, once you try it, it's like growing, a, growing something very organically. And that's what BJ and, and you all have done so beautifully is grow it organically. But that getting started, and we absolutely say go to um, timebanks.org where we have lots of material. And we have something called Gathering with a Purpose, which is to um, just to explain what time banking is and to hopefully inspire people to actually pick it up and say, yeah, this is something we want to run and create and make in our community. So those are the two routes to find if there's one that exists. And if there isn't, find a few people that you think are like-minded enough to give this a shot. The other awesome. thing is media does find that this generates stories that they want to cover. So launching a time bank or an event by a time bank is, is in fact something that, uh, that can be celebrated both on uh, uh, by, by a gathering that's videoed or by an article because reporters are always looking for news and we continually generate a stream of things that are very special where strangers cease to be strangers. And we, we had that kind of coverage with our youth program. Um, the Weekly Challenger did a beautiful mm -hmm. article on um, the youth uh, event that we had when we were when we were celebrating them and giving them their um, 
time credits and stuff. So it was cool. And locally, if you wanted to be involved locally, um, there's time banks all over in Florida. It's crazy. We have a lot of them. I wish that we had one in every neighborhood. Um, that's my dream that there would be one, you know, at the beaches and there would be one here and one there and, and, uh, that everybody could have a hyper-local time bank. But if you live in St. Pete or the surrounding areas like Gulfport and the beaches, go to stpetimebank.org and fill out a join form. Um, if you uh, fill out a join form, there's a, a few steps to take to fill out a profile and you must go to orientation and then you'll see Donna's face again because Donna's the one right now doing the orientations. If you're in Tampa Bay or other parts, you can go to tampabaytime.org and join there. The process is pretty similar. Um, but also I wanted to point out here in Florida, the time banks cooperated together and put together a website called floridatimebanks.org. And it has information about each time bank there. And we all jointly paid for it to happen and wrote the, wrote the copy and a time banker actually did the work. And so you can go to floridatimebanks.org and find out about different time banks here in Florida. So... And that was a collaborative effort that we did. So, Donna, do you have anything to add? No, no, can't think of a thing right this minute. I have yeah, something I want to add. I want to let you know, just because this is an economy based on time, we do need funds to keep this going. So if you'd like to donate to the St. Pete Time Bank, or um, do you guys do donations to at the timebank.org as well? Okay, you're on mute, mute, Chris. Yes, yes, yes. We'd love to accept donations to timebanks.org and to this work. So um, our website has a donate button, and we would love you to come on and donate something to this spreading time banking in Florida, in the United States, and around the world. We work with groups to do grant proposals to their local foundations for specialized focus like elderly who are isolated like young people who otherwise don't have a family and who are headed for trouble uh and uh, or like in a public housing complex where there's a real need uh to deal to create a sense of community and so we will work with any group that wants to, to share the ideas that have been tried out obviously there's a need to do so for people coming into this country from other countries mm -hmm. because it takes years and years to, to, to establish roots. But for newcomers to the United States, there's a way of becoming, in effect, an instant time bank citizen. Uh, and that's a very special process because then people share both their problems and their solutions, but they become their own kind of extended family. And I think that uh, and we love to brainstorm with local groups share, and share the ideas and come up with new ideas as to how this could be used. Excellent. And we also have a donate button on our um, Time Bank website, that's stpetimebank.org. And we're telling uh, our members that for less than a cup of coffee, you can donate on a monthly basis and it helps us get our bills paid. Um, we don't have many, but we do have bills. 
However, we do not have any dues or fees that are required of our members. Correct. And why is that, Donna? <laughs> no, you want to tell why me? Why is that, BJ? <laughs> <laughs> we, we felt very strongly that we didn't want a membership dues to stop somebody from joining because Tammy, what you're experiencing and what you now think that this may have for you and in your local community, I didn't want $25 to stop somebody from, from doing this or $5 or whatever. So we say that we have no dues or fees, but we have bills. So when the bills come up, we're going to ask you for money. And if at that time you have money, give money. If you don't, don't. And recently we've been asking our members for, hey, give us $3 a month, do a recurring PayPal. You're not going to miss three bucks a month and it's going to help us meet our needs of getting the bills paid. But you're right. We do not have membership fees and uh, I doubt that we ever will. So it doesn't cost to be a member. That makes me we really, take really happy to, yeah. to hear that. And I believe with every drop of my being, you know, that everything is energy, you know, um, so the reciprocity that y'all were discussing, you know, I think this is starting to catch on, um, with the rest of the world, you know, and donating and stuff. And I, and I know it's still a very foreign concept, but it is really catching on and the equal exchange and, and don't, like you said, you know, I want to show up being the change I want to see in the world to yes, the best of my ability every single day. And I want to feel good when I put my head on my pillow at night that I did the best I could for the messy human that I am. I was consciously aware to the best of my ability all day long. And I made a difference in whatever I took my precious time doing. I made a difference and humanity and my world with my family and the time I spent with a clerk at 7-Eleven, whatever it is. And I think most of us want that, right? And when we start realizing that we are, you know, energy and we're just, we all have these human needs and we're, and we're putting a different dialogue on it now and we are creating these communities. And Edgar, I just like want to just give you a big hug, more than a hug. Um, I know when you started doing all of this, it wasn't that easy to, to articulate like how quickly like I got it. There, there was a lot of groundwork that had to be done for a really long time for us to evolve, to get to a point where we can have these conversations. But like, guys, I want to give us all a right, really big hand. I'm serious. Let's all do it. Yay. These conversations. We're doing this and it is creating change and it invites more people to show up and be willing to be a little vulnerable, put themselves out there, realize they have value and then they can reciprocate that feeling to another person. And it's like, there are no words. You can't just, I can't articulate what that does to the quality of a human being's life. But I can tell you, I feel it in my body, you know? And I think when we all tune in and we have these conversations, we do feel this and we feel compelled to create more of it. So I love all of you. Thank you so much for showing up and well, doing everything that you do. I think we want to thank you for being able to join this gathering
Yeah. Uh, because very definitely, we started hoping that maybe we would last two years, and there were maybe ten time banks, and. The prediction for me to live at the time coming out of a heart attack was two years. Forty-some years have gone by, and I attribute that to being able to wake up with a purpose. And exactly. I knew you were going to say that, Edgar. I knew it. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I'm not, I'm not predictable. Okay. <laughs> but but it's, it, it, it is meaningful to think that you matter and that you can make a difference. And I think we, I think that uh, time banking says that's not going to be determined by your market value. It's going to be determined by your human value, yeah. and we're here to celebrate that. Amen to that. Oh my God, I'm totally crying. So we we have about seven minutes before we're going to wrap up the show. So I want everybody here tonight to have the opportunity to speak from your heart and tell everybody what you want them to hear. So. Uh, BJ, would you like to go first? Just um, get involved. Touch other people. Do what you love to do. Because if you do what you love to do, it's not work. How has it changed your life, BJ, as being uh, what's the most predominant thing it did to, to change your life? Gave me a place to belong. Mm. Beautiful. It gave me a place to belong. And that happened in Tampa Bay Time Bank. Oh. It gave me a place to belong. And I'm forever grateful. And you changed that place. Yeah. That place is now not just a bunch of strangers coming together. What about you, Edgar? Well, I, I'm clear that I'm alive because I see us as celebrating values that otherwise we forget about. And I see this because time banks can be earned by people who don't have work permits, by children, by people coming out of prison, by people who aren't accepted. I see this almost as a spiritual way of celebrating what it means to be a human being and how we answer, for me, how we answer the question, why am I here? And I have to keep looking for that answers each day for that question. And this gives me a, and just meeting you and getting to know you is such a gift to me today. It gives me real joy and a real sense of I'm here for a purpose and I now have a new family and an extended family that I, that we can get together on any issue, any cause, but there's trust and there's respect and, and there's love. Aww. That's beautiful. What about you, Miss Christine? What do you want to say out there to the universe? Unmute yourself, darling. <laughs> I want to go back to something Tammy said, which is about how when she was younger, there was community and it's been lost and it's a kind of puzzle and i find um i'm a puzzle person who likes to puzzle things out and I, it's a big puzzle like how did we come to lose that how did that come to disappear and how can we come to find it what are the right ways to talk about this what are the right ways that we can 
share this so that people do get it more quickly and do jump in and say yes. And some of that is absolutely just by doing, which is what BJ has thought does. Um, and some of it is how we talk about it and think about it. So I am constantly, constantly looking for ways that people think about this as well as the ways that we do it, as if it were a kind of puzzle that we're trying to solve because it's a really, really, really important puzzle that we must solve for the future that we're living into. So that's what I'd love to invite people to become puzzle solvers around this. Yeah. All right, Miss Donna, let's hear what you have to say and share with us. Well, um, I came to time banking by accidentally bumping into BJ at a uh, business incubator meeting. And I realized after joining the time bank that she was doing yeoman's work and I put up my hand to help. Mm. And that was, we were probably had less than a hundred members by the, at, at that time, I think. But being a part of this group, this is the best organization to which I have ever belonged. And I'm, I, it is so satisfying and it, it, it fills me with pride to be able to assist in the growth and the thriving of this community. And we have created a loving and supportive community in this area and long may we wave. Amen. 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 And not last but least, I or I said that backwards because I'm goofy tonight, but Deborah. <laughs> I know you can get me back. I know nothing. you're going to. Not for nothing, Deb. Not for nothing, Deb. <laughs> And we have no fun here. We never have any fun. Never. No, 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 any fun. no fun. You no should fun. be at a board meeting. You should be at a board meeting. It's dry. Instead. What I what I will say is is I joined the time bank in 2019, and when I first joined, I thought I'm probably not going to really be able to do much. Mm-hmm. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> What I have discovered is that, you know, you're, you're giving and receiving at the same time. You know, you're, you're, you may be giving somebody your time, but at the same time, it, it, and just forget about the time credits, what you're receiving is a, a very important connection to another human being. And I have made some wonderful connections since I've been with the Time Bank. And I've made some friendships. And one of the things that I've discovered is, is when you meet everybody, when you meet, you make exchanges, a wall comes down. Mm. You know, you, you approach each other. There's a little bit of a wall between you. But then when you make the exchange and you start talking to each other for a little bit, that wall goes down and you realize, wow, we have so much in common. You know, and it just feels really, really good to make that connection. We're human beings. We're not meant to be, you know, by ourselves. We are social animals. And this is the most perfect way to expand your social network. It really is. And kudos to Edgar and Christine for all that they do. And especially especially to my fearless leader, BJ. I mean, she's just amazing, 
amazing. I have to the, the biggest light of, in the room. Yes, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Great deal of love and respect. Mm. Thank you. All right. Well, Miss Tammy, would you like to carry us out tonight? Yeah. Can I share something real quick? Yes, go ahead. So, you know, I've heard it said many, many, many times tonight that um, something beautiful happens by just showing up, you know, for other people and the community and stuff. And I've alluded some to the energy thing, but um, there really, really is a magic that I have witnessed so many times in my life when it doesn't matter what I could possibly be struggling with, right? We live in a very dense world with lots of problems, right? So we all have, all different things can happen. But um, the common denominator of when I'm not peaceful is when I have a big fat case of eyes. I don't like this. I'm tired. I don't feel good. I want, I don't, whatever. I got a whole lot of eyes. I instantly get better when I goes out the window and it becomes we every single time, you know? Always. So I don't know what's making my heart beat or those trees grow, but I know every single day I feel compelled to be the best I can be in union with whatever that is that's creating that. And I can feel it and it's palatable to me. And as long as I'm not in the eyes and I'm in the wheeze, I am flowing in a beautiful, beautiful way. And something like this is amazing because it is, it's, it's teaching people that in an organic way without even giving language to it. I've heard every single person on here tonight articulate exactly that thing. And I think that's the real magic thing that we're all seeking as human beings. So I cannot begin to express my gratitude for each and every one of you showing up for your lives and creating everything that has been created to this point. And I'm so happy that now I can join the body of energy that will continue to fuel this. And let's just have fun, keep doing what you guys are doing in a more public way. I think it's really, really beautiful. And I look forward to the Richmond one and getting back with all of you and the Richmond people in a couple of months. Won't that be fun? It will. It will. It will. Then yes. I'll actually have been active. Like I got the bug bite tonight and Sandy will be laughing at me for several months because like, wow, it took that much. But anyways, I can't thank you enough. Sandy, that's all I have. I've loved this. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for joining us for another edition of Raising Vibration Radio and Journeys in Consciousness. Join us again next Saturday night, 8 p.m., when we have our guest, Karuna Joy. And she's actually in the Richmond, Virginia area. So we're looking forward to having her on the show. And, and we're looking forward to having each and every one of you back on this show with us again in the near future. So thank you for your time and your love tonight. And good night, everybody. Good night. Yeah. Thank you, Sandy. Yeah, Thank Bye -bye. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.